0: I think our readings this morning both remind us of the power of human freedom. That At the end of the day, love is not a feeling. Love is a decision. And our God, who is love, made us free and desires to give us the gift of his freedom. And freedom exists for the sake of love. So the end goal of the Christian life is not just to be free and to not, you know, be living in slavery and to not have temptations clouding our minds and our judgment. The goal of the Christian life is not freedom, it is love. But in order to love in the Christian life, freedom must come first. Freedom is the precondition for love. And so the first reading, we're reminded of our power, the free will that our Lord has given us, that we are free to choose how to live and how to love. And so it is pretty dishonest for any Christian, any person to say like, you know, oh, well, so-and-so made me do it. Or gosh, I I just, you know, here's all the reasons, God, why I chose to do this. And really, at the end of the day, it's not my fault. No, at the end of the day, it is our fault because we have been made free to choose who we are and how to behave. We are self-determining beings. And sometimes one of the greatest ways that our freedom can be uh, a great blessing or a great curse to us, or the lie can present itself that love is not a decision, it, it's more a feeling, is when we get wronged. What do I choose to hold on to when somebody treats me in a way that I know is not just, in a way that I know is wrong? And maybe these are like minor incursions in my life, like you know when somebody pulls in front of me on 435 or cuts me off or something like that. But as the offense gets greater, it gets easier and easier for the children of God to choose to harbor not love in their hearts, but bitterness, anger, judgment, resentment, all of those things. And that's the easiest way to cut ourselves off from relationship with the Holy Spirit, is by choosing to harbor those things in our hearts. Because who is the Spirit of God? The Spirit of God is the Spirit of mercy who proceeds from the Father and the Son. And the Spirit of God is incapable of entering into a heart that chooses not to harbor mercy, but rather bitterness, anger, judgment, resentment, all of those things. We cut ourselves off using the gift of our free will from the Holy Spirit when we choose to harbor those things versus the power of the Holy Spirit. That's a great way that a lot of times we impede the Holy Spirit from working. And so Jesus invites us to consider who are those people in our life, those people that have most hurt us, those people that have treated us most unjustly. And what do I do with that? What do I harbor in my interior life towards them? Is it bitterness, anger, resentment, judgment, all of those things? Or am I willing to choose the way of love? Because love is not a feeling. I can feel wronged and mistreated and abused and all of the things. I can feel all of those things and still choose the way of love. And the God that we're about to receive in the Eucharist today reminds us of that. The greatest evil that has ever been afflicted in human history was afflicted not on us, was afflicted on him. All evil, all fear, all anxiety, all distrust. Jesus has felt all of the things. He has been treated in all of the ways. He is the most abused human person in the history of the world. And he received all of the brokenness, all of the pain, all of the fear of his people into his heart. And that's where it died. Because the heart of Jesus is where evil goes not to reside and not to, you know, stay around, just kind of hang there and simmer a little bit. The heart of Jesus is where evil goes to die. And so he receives all of the pain and brokenness and evil of his people and responds only in love. And the heart of every saint also tells the same story. The saints were mistreated. They were abused. They received all kinds of evil and brokenness into their lives. And their hearts were so free and their hearts were so strong that the heart of every saint is also where evil has gone to die. And so, brothers and sisters, Jesus invites us today and every time we come to Mass to call to mind who are the people that we're harboring bitterness, anger, resentment, judgment, all the things towards. Because, believe it or not, there's a part in Mass right after we receive the heart of God, right after the heart of God comes down on the altar and we adore it briefly— There's a part in Mass where we are invited to turn and to think, what part am I talking about? What part of Mass am I talking about? Where we are invited to play out what the Gospel just told us to do before we come to the altar to call to mind, who are the people that have most hurt me? Who are the people that right now I am harboring these spirits towards and that prevents me from receiving the heart of God? Who are those people? And then I am invited to make peace with them. The reason why we have the sign of peace at Mass I'm so glad it's back, by the way, is not because it is something that can make mass go longer. or It's a way that we can build our community or things like that. The reason why we have the sign of peace is so we can do what the gospel told us to do today. And so I invite you to call to mind. Maybe it is the person next to you. Maybe it's a person you haven't seen in 35 years. But when we have the sign of peace today, I invite you to call to mind. Who are the people that have most hurt me, that have most abused me? Who are the people that, if I'm going to be honest, I am holding bitterness, anger, judgment, resentment towards in my heart. And Jesus, give me the grace to make peace with that person. Peace be with you. And now I can turn to the altar and receive the one who has come to offer me mercy. And so we pray in a special way in the grace of this mass to be freed so that we might choose the way of love.